0: Talking shit, baby Every episode, I promise you, was lit, baby Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby Dylan Bob, still a vibe Podcast game solidified, no cap All fact like a snapper Stream us on that Spotify or Apple tap in Rollercoaster ride, strap in We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride All topics, sport the current event Tell me who more current than this with the mother shows this the best one your sister and your brother knows we talking shop we talking shop we talking shit baby we talking shop we talking shop we talking sh- baby we talking shop we talking sh- we talking, sh- baby. We talking, shop, we talking sh- baby we talking shop we talking shop we talking sh- baby yes sir talking shop episode 104 i am your host bobby hall and with me as always that's dylan lasavich you know what it is dilo how we doing this week baby
1: what he do, baby? Or I should say, what he do, Bobby? Go on, man.
0: Not a whole lot, man. You know what it is. Uh, excited to be back doing it. Uh, every week now that we're in the in the Hundos, it's pretty uh, pretty humbling every week to get to say episode one hundred and whatever one hundred and four. We're rocking, baby. We're rolling. One hundred and
1: 10 blank.
0: Yes, sir. Someday we'll be like episode one thousand and fucking six. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah, a mansion that's got a fucking Baja Blast fountain and a, and a moat around it, maybe.
1: Yeah, did you? Uh, did you get the water situation fixed in the basement?
0: Yes, everything got taken care of there. Uh, my boy, shout out Mike Curry, uh, one of my one of my good friends, came through on the late uh, with the shot back, got all the water out of there, um, and then just the next morning, the landlord came back through threw some bleach down some cleaner wiped everything up we cut that c- carpet out got that out of here so yeah we're all good man so you you um, replacing the carpet or just about hardwood? that no well underneath it's just like like concrete yeah so and it's just some fucking like large um big ass piece of carpet that they threw it on at some point i don't know when when it's it was uh placed but no i'm not I mean, no because the, the plan is like i told you in pre-production um i got a couple house tours next week you know knock on wood <laughs> sure. hopefully you know something comes from that we'll see um but uh i think you know we got some big things coming this year i'm, I'm hoping so i'm,
1: I'm stoked uh, to hear no, that i'm now.
0: not i'm yep. not gonna be doing anything else um not well that's up to him i guess that's his place if he wants to come through and, and replace shit do all that that's on him but I'm not I'm not obviously paying for any of that but no uh all that's good um happy to be uh, at the beginning of the episode although uh you know you didn't you didn't do too bad uh, I listened to the intro and in the first 20 or 25 minutes of uh, of you and Todd and obviously you could tell that he you know has had some podcast experience and um it was also nice to get some browns talk in there I did have a couple people reach out saying that you know Uh, You know, they're not Browns fans or or really even football fans uh, in in general. So last week wasn't the most fun episode. But um, obviously, as you guys know, there were a couple Cleveland sports fanatics. So every once in a while, um, you're going to have that. But, um, you know, next time we'll maybe throw in some some other topics at the the top or maybe uh, at the bottom of of that episode so that uh, some other people can get their fill on some TSP and not kind of be like, you know wanting to hit the skip button you know what i mean yeah
1: and it's funny that you say that because uh we're both listeners of cbd and that's cleveland browns daily um it's a podcast or radio show i should say that is exclusively for cleveland browns it's in the name and then people that listen to that show they immediately get pissed off when they go on tangents of other things like most recently the bachelor the bachelorette uh whatever it is they talk about it they do the talk about uh their own personal lives, you know, it's a, it's a unique way to kind of, you know, get to know the host and, you know, they don't always have to talk Browns. It's, it's the off season. There's not much to talk about Free agencies past. They're going to be talking about other shit because they have two hours to fill five days a week. So, you know, it just, for, for us, we're diehard Browns fans. So obviously we're going to be talking about the Cleveland Browns. It's a big part of my life. It's a big part of your life. Uh, so like I was telling you, uh before when you mentioned that you know some people you know just clicked on it clicked away didn't want to talk about it didn't want to hear about it that's perfectly fine i come back next week because you know we're fully loaded here for tsp where we talk everything and anything except for politics uh, unless uh we had a little bit of gray area there on season two or three whichever one it was it all kind of blends in together now because we've been doing this for over a hundred times bobby a
0: hundred percent and um you know, like I said, that's one thing that we like. When I love when you guys tell us what you don't like and what you do like, because now we know. Once, because uh, th- there's gonna be some more, especially in the coming weeks. The draft coming up, uh, free agency isn't over yet, and uh, once that finishes up, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to talk about it. I wanted to bring up because we just watched um, the greatest Brown season we've ever got to see um, since we've been alive, and we waited. Uh, we've been doing this since what fe- beginning or second week of February. And, uh, you know, now we're, um, into April. So we waited quite a long time to even be able to to touch up on all that. So we had to let it out, man. Uh, we had blue balls, brown or maybe browns balls, um, you know, for, for two months. So we finally had to let it all out there, but yeah, from now on, we'll, we'll be able to, um, you know, toss in and mix in other topics to keep everybody, uh, you know, entertained.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not just topics, Bobby. Let's talk about segments. Okay, because there's some segments I want to kind of like, not multiple segments, but one segment I kind of thought about Brainstorm, and it's been a couple weeks in the the process of like uh, what it would be and how would it be and all that kind of stuff, but I just want to get the listeners' input on a like around the mill with Dill. It was basically, it's just a a plethora of like topics, uh, opinions, thoughts, uh, theories, anything like that that came through my head from the ending of the previous episode that we recorded, to the start of this episode that I would have these uh, thoughts I jot down in my notes throughout the week. And I wouldn't mention all of them uh, because it's not obviously going to take a bulk of the show. It's just a segment of the show. So like 10, 15 minutes, we would kind of, you know, just talk about these little topics, thoughts, and then obviously you would chime in with your input on these thoughts, opinions, um, anything that maybe I noticed on social media from a listener that we know of or just anyone kind of want to mention it something that went viral, something like that.
0: What do you got? What do you got this week?
1: Well, this week, I, I kind of opened it up. Um, I wasn't expecting to kind of debut on this episode. I want to try to think of maybe getting some background music while we do the segment, stuff like that, spice it up, make everyone know it's like, you know, it's a special part of the show. It's a segment. Let's get into it type of deal. Uh, but this week, Bobby... Uh, you, you are going to, you know, kind of lead us off on this new segment around the mill with Dill and you had a Chick-fil-A experience, uh, that you probably won't ever forget. How'd that Chick-fil-A experience actually go?
0: Um, I explained it on my Facebook. Most of you guys have already seen it probably. So, um, but for those of you that didn't, uh, I've never been very big on Chick-fil-A. Um, I think as far as, uh variety and uh and and stuff on, on their menu i've, I've always thought they're overrated um i maybe go there once or twice a year um great lemonade uh great chicken sandwich and nuggets and stuff don't get me wrong the food that they do have there is good but um the only one that is is by us is uh or by me in the, in the uh, toledo area is out in perrysburg so obviously uh i don't always want to drive 20 minutes. To, to get a chicken sandwich and French fries, when I can just go to Navarre and get the same exact thing at five different places. But we were already out in that area um, doing some clothes and shoe shopping for uh, my 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 boy Jackson, and uh, he likes their nuggets and stuff. He chose to go there. It was Saturday at like fucking twelve o'clock. We pull up, and uh, the line is going is almost going back out onto Route twenty which I seen that and I was like, dude, what the fuck am I about to get myself into? I almost decided to say, no, we'll go somewhere else. But then I seen that they had, I'd say four to five, maybe six people out there working in the drive-thru. Like, and, and by the drive through I mean like they were out there on the pavement, walking car to car, taking their orders you know, um, and their payments. There's two different lines, cash and credit. And then just uh, you know doing the thing, man. And Then there'd be another set of people going up to the window, grabbing the food, taking to the people in the in the, in the line, man. And uh, I went through there. This guy came up to me, and um, we just uh, we exchanged pleasantries and just it and just the way we talked to each other is like I I knew him in a past life, and he uh, just made me feel as though uh, I was home. You know, I, I was warm, comfortable. And I, I wasn't—he wasn't there just to, uh, you know, take my money and run. You know, he walked alongside my truck as he took my order, just made me uh, feel at ease and just forget about all of the uh, all of the sick and nasty uh, of the world. Um, and Here's then got my uh, b- pretty much. My he was like my security blanket, and and just um, I'm legitimately convinced that if I would have been like, hey man, my truck, I don't want it anymore. Can I take your car? he would have gave it to me straight up. Would have gave me the keys. But yeah. Enjoy it. Or my pleasure. You probably would have said my pleasure, you know, as I yeah, always do. Like, and, yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh it was great. As as far as service goes, they 100% are above the rest, above the rest. Now say what you want to say about the company itself, you know, and, and their views and values. They're, uh, they're a little sketchy, you know, I won't, I won't lie. But, um, uh, as far as the, you know, the service and, and the employees they have there, All great, and I told uh, my boy Paul Tippy that I think that these guys um, are training for, like, the CIA, and the CIA sends them to Chick-fil-A to put them in these different situations, these high-stress fucking, uh, you know, high-anxiety situations where you got 8,000 cars coming in for, you know, lunch, the lunch rush, and uh, seeing how they can handle it, and once they get there, no, you don't move up to management at Chick-fil-A. You go straight to fucking Washington, and you handle the fucking biz. And um, at the same time, too, it's kind of sad that a fast food joint, you know, runs smoother than some government agencies, you know what I mean, that you kind of see run around the way. But no, uh, all around, dude, 10 out of 10 uh, for, for fast food service, 10 out of 10, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't throw 10s out lightly. Uh, they did a tremendous job. Um, food was, was good. The, you know, the chicken sandwich is good. Spicy chicken. You know, I got some nuggets. Obviously, the waffle fries always bang their sauce game. Um, top notch mac and cheese was it was good. It's got a weird smell to it, man. I don't know if, if, if it's got to be the kind of cheese they use in that bitch. I don't know, but the taste was great. It's
1: five cheese, isn't it?
0: But um, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I just was. I'd seen that they had it. I heard a couple people rave about it. Kind of seen some mixed reviews. Uh, so I had to try it. Yeah, uh, well, I'd say probably. that the mac and cheese was a was a good, you know, seven one. That's not good bad. shit, you know, for, for where you're getting it. But yeah, man, great experience. Um, you know, it's still, it still isn't going to, you know, lull me into fucking driving out that way, you know, constantly. But if I'm in Perrysburg, uh, you know, uh, I might uh, start stopping in there more often.
1: Well, There you have it. I got it. I got just a couple more things. You also mentioned and claimed yourself to be a craft beer guy of condiments. Can you explain a little further for
0: Sure. So oh, is this segment where you just, you are picking up stuff that I said and then we, we just, we uh, is, no, run no, it back? This, or? Is
1: specifically, this is more specifically tailored to you, just two of the three things I'm just going to bring up just for this gotcha. episode. Okay. Sure. For um, sure. sure. Um, this is more of like the grand opening of the segment and I, why why not open it up okay. with the
0: co host? Now, this segment won't be like your wine reviews, will it? Like this is going to be, there'll be more than one.
1: Might not. No. <laughs> I haven't done one of these for a while. It's actually my first time doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there's the line, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you can ever go back and find that that first wine review, um, that is a tremendous signature deal line right there. But um, no, um, what I mean is, you know, how like the, the, the craft beer snobs out there, they're always, because if you go down the fucking beer aisle anymore, it ain't like it was when we were growing up with our dads and shit, where there's, you know, your Miller Lights, your Bush Lights, the Heavies, you know, all that good shit. Uh, but, all, you know, now it's fucking all these different colored cans and, like, cool art, IPAs and fucking sours and all kinds of shit that I have no idea about. And, quite frankly, just don't really like in general because a lot of them, like, IPAs just, just taste like shit. Um, that's, that's just me, though. But... Same thing with the fucking condo now. You go down the condo now, I'm a big sauce guy, dude. I got way too many sauces in my fridge. Probably some that, uh, you know, I just kind of bought and that, you know, tasted a couple times and although good, I just have so many fucking sauces that they get lost in the mix. But you go down the aisle now, man, there's fucking 6,000 different buffalo sauces, barbecue sauces, hot sauces, um, you know, different mayos, ketchups, mustards, and, you know, they catch my fucking eye, dude.
1: Started on how many different kinds of ranches there are.
0: And that, that, that too. That too. Salad dressings, all that, all that shit. Um, um, and they catch my eye, and, and obviously there's no, there's no fucking like trial size bottle. Like if you go to like, a um, <laughs> uh, you know, the mall and you see like a scent that you want, they're going to have the little fucking one ounce trial, you know, travel size or some shit. You don't have that with your sauces. So unfortunately, you know, you're, you're really rolling the dice on some of these. And, um, Sometimes you'll pay three, four, or five bucks for a bottle of something that is just okay or shitty. And, uh, you know, you never use it again. But yeah, dude, I'm constantly just buying sauces when I don't really need to. I probably have, oh man, probably seven or eight different hot sauces right now. Like Red Hot, I got Texas Pete, fucking Sweet Baby Rays has a hot sauce now. Even free- I got fucking um, Slap Your Mama. Um,. I got a couple of different Cajun hot sauces, but yeah, just, just so many, dude, but yeah, I figured uh, that, that was a pretty good comparison and, and one that I, I think um, most people would have got, although that status didn't get a lot of likes, you know what I'm saying? That's just another one of those things where, um, you know, my genius, my social media geniuses and things that I think are, um, you know, funny or important to, to put out there, nobody likes, but uh, you know, it is what it is, you know?
1: Okay, yeah, I I dig it. I dig it. I can relate with the whole buying a condiment that you just want to try but not having any other size but like the family value size, 33% more or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I I probably have a condiment or two that are sitting in the fridge that I've only tried once and haven't ever tried ever again. But now one last thing. I want to wrap this one segment up here, and it's probably going to be more along the lines of how the segment would normally go. It's just going to be my thoughts and opinions on things and, you know, theories, what you have is. Uh, but this one, I'll just cross this one off the list and save the others for future episodes. But, Bobby, staying on the topic of food, now, chips, when you buy chip bags, people often complain, and I would assume that you follow suit, because I do, uh, complain about it always being about, like, half-filled And the rest is just fucking air. And then you're like, people complain. I would say at least 75% of people complain. Like, what the fuck? My bag's only 50% full. I'm paying 100% price. Why didn't I get half off if I'm only getting half the food, half the product? You know? But hear me out, Bobby. I'm actually for this. I'm for it being half filled because they're actually doing you a favor. Imagine if they filled the chips all the way up to the fucking brim. Sealed it. You open up the bag. Yeah, you have a lot of chips. It's completely full. That's great. You have volume now of chips but you're going to have to eat half the fucking bag just to close it now because what are you going to do you know what i'm saying they'll leave you a courtesy air-filled bag because they need to open it up you're going to have a couple chips because you know it's serving size you're not eating the whole bag in one serving unless you got a problem but i'm just saying they're doing and looking out for you they're doing a great service and uh i would say you need to stop complaining, Bobby. Stop complaining about... Erroneous.
0: The- Absolutely erroneous. That's a shit take right there.
1: No, half-filled bags are for the win.
0: No, 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 no. Not at all. I don't think a lot of people are going to be with you on that one, man. That's that a uh, that's the DYLF right there. I just want him to know that, that he doesn't talk for both of us. Um, you don't need to eat half the bag to close it. You don't even need, need to eat a quarter of the bag to be able to close it. Um, to keep it closed? Yeah, you can put a, you can put a, a, a small little decent dent in blitz. there. Well, then, that's the thing. They, 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 there's easy way, a lot of different ways you can do that shit. There's fucking bobby pins. There's fucking clothesline clips. There's fucking chip clips. All kinds of different things. Or you know, it's you can still you can still roll them up, man. It, it, you can, you can make a, a decent little dent in there, and um, you know, be able to close your shit, man. Half, half full of bags. That, that's just that's that's nuts, dude. Especially when you're paying four or five dollars for the name brand shit. Um, and even, even like the, the Meyer Kroger brands, which I do enjoy their, their chips. Um, anyways. It's, still, it's still a travesty to, uh, to pay half the price and still only get half the bag. It says family size and, you know, you're getting fucking, you know, little tykes version. It's bullshit. I hate it. Um, I don't agree with that. Take at all, man. But Hey, if that's how you want to ride, man, I'm sure there's people up to here, man. There. but I'm I still going to fight you. that shit. Or even we'll if see. they're on the fence. That's uh United
1: just heard my argument for the case.
0: I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a poll right here. Okay. live while we're going. What should <laughs> I how should I word it? Because I want to make sure it's worded the way it needs to be worded.
1: Well, I'm not sure if Twitter can give you enough characters for my side of the case, because if you strictly just word it as which do you prefer, full bag of chips or half bag of chips? People are gonna want full bag of chips. So you're gonna have to word it in the sense of. I don't don't know. I don't know how you would word that in a poll. Like, Do do you understand why they put half-filled or I don't know. I don't know how you would word that because you would have to word it in the sense of understanding where I'm coming from of they give you that courtesy air for the bag to be rolled up properly. Well, well,
0: how about about I put, is is there any reason at all for a, a full bag or a, is there any reason at all for a quote unquote full bag of chips? be half full
1: no how about this word it like this all in my favor
0: all in your favor yeah
1: <laughs> yeah put it like what? this So do you or would you say that po- potato chip bags are half filled so that you can easily roll the bag up for closure or along those lines it'd be like a yes or no poll wouldn't it is that what you're going for
0: but then yeah that's totally going to be uh, on your <laughs> point so what the fuck would we'll be the one of that
1: we'll see if they will see if they uh see if they talk about it you know we'll figure out a way to word it
0: we know the we know the answer to that so let's not leave it to that cuz we'll never hear a fucking peep
1: <laughs> where's my cricket soundboard
0: put, Is there any reason at all for an an unopened bag of chips to be half full and then the answer would be yes so you can close it and then I'll put no what the fuck. Okay. I got 25 characters that so I think I I should be able to fit that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that should that should work.
0: Yes, so it cl- yes, so it closes easy. I'm I'm trying to fit it. I got four I got only got 25 characters.
1: So that it yeah, I guess I put so. Yes,
0: so it closes easy. Or easier? Yeah. That'd be okay, problem. Yes, so it closes easier. Or easily. No. What the fuck? Easily, okay. Easily, yes. Yeah, so it closes easily. <laughs>
1: with ease. There's a bunch of different ways to say.
0: It. <laughs> is there any reason for an unopened bag of chips to be half full? There we go. See, now we're we're kind of tearing another page out of the the old CBD you know playbook there because that's this is exactly what they would do. Yo, fucking Gibby, uh, he be doing it right now, you know. So I got yes, so it closes easily, and then I got no. What the fuck? That's basically what was my response to... Uh, I got to
1: retweet this on the, the podcast, Twitter. Okay. Did you Boom. do this on Facebook or Twitter?
0: Twitter. You can't do polls on Facebook anymore. Remember? Oh, or else no, I'd be no. doing fucking tournaments nonstop. Because this week I'm on um my Facebook memories. It was the f- the first tournament I had ever ran popped up, which actually, funny enough, was ran on Twitter first. And it was the best wings in Toledo, which uh, Lucky's ended up winning. But the crazy part of all that was B-dubs made it to the fucking championship round.
1: So overrated and overpriced.
0: And we're just talking straight, you know, bone in wings, not boneless. (laughs) Which was even more surprising, but um, that was a cool segment. Yeah, Like I said, hopefully uh, you remember to keep it rolling because we still to this day have people asking when the fucking next wine review has been. It's been about a year, maybe even longer than that. Charlie.
1: Um, I will get to that wine review, buddy.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I've asked probably four or five different times, guys. I'm I'm trying to make it happen for you guys. The the, the is out there, you know. We had one, and it went pretty well. We'll, I see. Mean, we'll see. what happens.
1: There has to be a way. Speaking of like the value size with condiments, there has to be a way that do they sell smaller versions like of wine instead of just buying a whole bottle? Because like what, like you said, man, what if it's something I don't like and I just spent like even on the cheap stuffs ten bucks wasted just 10 bucks for a sip
0: it's still alcohol man you just gotta power it down man get get faded you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah i can knock them back
1: that was a good segment yeah i would like to bring that up beginning of each episode i'll have different topics i still have more topics written down just from this week alone but i'm not gonna spill it all out because you know we got we got a guest we got a guest
0: absolutely we got another solid guest We've been going every week. I know, like I said, whatever we t- whatever we say is happening on TSP. Like Dylan says, we write it in fucking pencil. I think the first episode of season four, we said uh, we're gonna have guests every other week, and then boom, we've got them every week now. Which hey, it's been it's been great. We've had some phenomenal ones. We got even some better ones. Co- well, I shouldn't say even better. I'm sorry. We have uh, you know, um, I don't I don't know. I can't say even better, but uh, we have more. We have more great guests coming along the way. The rest of April, uh, that I'm very excited to talk about. Um, a lot of people really love the the Sam Beal episode. They, uh, they like that we were kind of able to finally implement, um, you know, wrestling in in an entire episode. Um, and, uh, we'll be having one of his trainers, uh, Brian Castle, coming on in a few weeks, which is gonna be awesome. And then, um, we have, uh, one of my, he's actually my former supervisor, uh, at one of my previous jobs. Um, Darren Haynes he's gonna be coming on he's a big traveler so he uh he's gonna kind of be like the almost like the male version of, of Jen the plant and uh that'll be fun to talk to him especially about how he was able to to cope with not being able to do, to do that um over the past year but uh, we'll get into more of that uh down the line but for right now uh we got another guest on that uh is yet again um, a longtime friend of mine somebody that uh, we actually used to be neighbors townhouse neighbors um many many moons ago probably shit man 25 years ago maybe um actually just uh came through with uh, a, an old photo that of me and him as real young kids playing with this train set it was pretty cool to see and uh, take a stroll back uh, to memory lane um and another um you know local business owner we, we love to have those on we've had about three or four of them on shout out to kyle Shout out to Jess Abbey. You know, uh, we love to, to have them on to plug their business and, and hopefully get uh, some some people over their way, drive some people that way to help them make a few more extra bucks, so we'll get into all that good shit. But uh, for episode 104, we have none other than Nick Snyder on with us. Nick, man, appreciate your time. Um, appreciate your patience. We kind of uh, went a little longer there on the intro than we thought. You've kind of been sitting in the dugout there for a little while, but welcome to TSP, man, and uh, we're, we're happy to have you.
2: Thank you, guys. It's uh, definitely an honor to be here.
0: The pleasure and honor is all ours, dude. Um, you're there... somebody that I, I had on on the uh, the want list there for guests because um, I, I like what you're doing with uh, the Snyder Woodworking, and um, uh, some of our mutual friends have have kind of reached out to me and just told me and showed me um, some of the awesome things you've done for them. And uh, it's also just cool to to kind of always talk to somebody and kind of learn the ins and outs. Of running a business and how that stuff goes especially while we're still you know we're the lights at the end of the tunnel but you know we are still in uh a, a global pandemic so uh, that's definitely an interesting thing we'll, that we'll get into man but um and we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of wrestling talk in there too you, you uh you still watch wrestling as well which is awesome and uh, something pretty dope was announced today and really shocking at the same time and we'll we'll definitely be touching on that here soon man but uh yeah, dude. Um, very stoked to have you on.
2: Yes, thank you, guys. Um, I didn't really go into school with to learn any of this stuff or anything. Just kind of picked it up from my old man, I guess I could say.
0: Yeah, which I mean, if you know Nick, um, which most of the, the people um, from around the way uh, out here should will, um, you, you know, you definitely know that his dad is is the the handyman of all handymen uh, around this area. Definitely has like the most recognizable. Um, pickup truck in uh, all of probably northwest ohio and uh, has been doing his thing for man longer than i've been alive i know that much so that makes sense um i i kind of always got the vibe that you'd maybe uh kind of follow in his footsteps a little bit and um uh but yeah i mean you kind of got your start with him but when when was it that you kind of realized that uh you kind of wanted to because your dad kind of does a little bit of everything but you're kind of more focused in on like Woodworking and, and the stuff that goes along with that. When uh, when did you kind of realize that's where you wanted to take things?
2: Well, I kind of always um, have built wood projects here and there. I'd have uh, maybe a, a random person every now and then, like, hey, could you possibly build this for me? Yeah, sure, no problem. But it was probably a little over a year ago. I was hanging out in the shop and just kind of looking around, I was like, you know, I have all this equipment. Why don't I do something with it? Why, you know, I really want to be my own boss. That's like one of the biggest driving factors. I, it's just really been a dream to just be your own boss, I guess, you know? So I kind of was like, well, let's do something with
0: it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and cause, um, I thought you were doing this full time, but you said you're still working the same job you've been at for, for quite a while, kind of doing factory work and whatnot. So, um, I'm, Probably uh, right in the assumption that you eventually want to get to business to where you can kind of focus on that full time and not have to uh, worry about clocking in a, you know a nine to five and just be able to do uh, that and probably hire maybe some kind of staff and maybe move into a actual shop and whatnot. Is that right along those lines?
2: Well, uh the hiring aspect of people i I don't know if I'd be able to overcome that, and the reason I say that is uh my dad was very, very picky. And he wanted to do everything himself, so then he knew it was always done right. So, I mean, I worked for him. (laughs) I guess he trusted me. But uh, so I guess maybe one day would like to. But as of right now, I guess you could say my only other employee would be my old man sometimes when he's got some downtime and orders are just becoming too much. You know, I'll throw one his way or we'll collab on a build together, which is always fun.
0: I can dig that and, um, Snyder woodworking. That's, that's the name of, of uh, the business there. Um, for the people listening, you know, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them some of the stuff that you, you're able to do and you can maybe even talk about, cause we've had, um, our guys on the show, you know, a few times you can probably even share what it was that you helped him do. Uh, and, and Mike Moon as well. He, he's a, he's a long time listener and we'll, we'll be getting him on at some point, but yeah, man, um, let the people know, uh, you know, what is you, uh, You know, some of the stuff that you do.
2: Well, it seems to be the most popular uh, request I get for our desk. And I never really would have thought that would be one of the most popular requests. I always thought the big uh, entertainment council with the sliding barn doors. I always thought maybe those would be the real hot ticket item. But I've done uh, quite a few desks. You mentioned Mike Moon and Al. I built some bars for them uh alex's was man that was a beast (laughs) so i first had to build it in the shop i had to build it to where it could be disassembled and transported out to his house and the reason it had to be disassembled was so that it could go down his stairwell then once all the parts and pieces were down there finally got to assemble it for the final time
0: (laughs) it looked great dude Uh, that's one thing that uh i've been really been impressed with is uh you know, um, the workmanship, you know, you don't, uh, you don't cut corners, you don't half-ass nothing. And it seems like, uh, what you do is worth every single penny, man. So, um, very impressive stuff. And, um, once I get, uh, whenever I get into a new house, I'm going to kind of want probably the same kind of thing, man. I, I need a desk, um, that I can kind of use for podcasting purposes and, um, something cause I'm, I'm, I'm a taller guy. And what I got now sits just a little bit too low for my liking, so I'm gonna I'm going want to get something a little bit uh, something that sits a little bit higher and um, you know fits my needs. So you'll definitely be, be the first person I, I call when we uh, make that happen. And Dylan, I, I know that you uh, you kind of eventually at some point want to get the DILF Studios up and running, man. Nick's gonna be your guy to to help maybe you know help put some of that stuff together.
1: I would love that. I would love to team up with two of our guests um, if possible uh, Snyder woodworking, building this, uh, beautiful, nothing, nothing too crazy. Maybe like a Dwight Schrute mega desk type deal would be great. Um, but just, you know, just something suffice to have. I like desk air. I like depth to my desk. So I don't like, uh, my laptop being there. And then like my elbows, you know, I have to fucking do this kind of shit shrugged up to my chest. I want some space where I have monitors, I have mixers, I have, um, you know, some other things, some uh, recreational use type things and you know i would also like to team up um with uh our, our other guest that we had i believe it was jessica Ab, correct where she does other um printing where she can print on anything even our skin
0: yeah she could you could get some some stuff done uh with that i mean um usually it's like cutting boards and shit but i mean you might be able to get her you know bring something to her or something and, and she can maybe just charge for just getting the actual engraving done. But yeah, absolutely. I'd she'd be able to do that.
1: I'd like to get talking shop burned into the desk or TSP or <laughs> something like that. That'd be dope. Yeah. That would be pretty dope.
0: How long? I mean, I, I'm guessing it probably depends on a few different factors, but um, if let's just say me or Dylan's order, we're the only one in the queue. Um, that's the only thing that you got to work on. Typically how long would it take for you to get, you know, something like that done, a desk, or really any project?
2: Um, yeah, every uh, project is a little different. Uh, the, even the finish process can change the time frame. Like, say someone just wants something painted, that's usually a lot quicker than the whole stain and polyurethane finish. But I would say from start to finish, from gather material to when the final uh, application of finish is applied, I always like to say maybe a good three to four weeks um since i still have a full-time job but if i were solely dedicated to just this i think it would cut it down just a couple weeks
0: that's not bad that's understandable too um you know and you're a one man basically a one-man show for the most part um this one house that i'm checking out next week if i do indeed get it i know that the back porch it's really nice but it's real weathered and i think it would need uh you know a little tlc and um Maybe a little updating to it. Is that something that I would maybe be able to contact you for some like deck work?
2: Yeah, you definitely can. Uh, when I worked for my dad, you know, uh, basically we would do sheds, decks, garages, recite houses, stuff like that. And while I enjoyed doing it, I like the just working out of the shop. I kind of didn't really like going to always people's houses. But if you know someone, I'm like say a friend like you close and cool with yeah it's no big deal
0: well there it is man that's this is all great information because um uh, I'm, I'm gonna need i'm gonna need some i'm gonna need your help man a couple of, a couple of different projects so um you know once uh summer comes man make sure you're telling people that uh, they're gonna have to wait because i'm fucking
2: right <laughs> a number.
0: You. Yeah, exactly but um what was i gonna say i had another question. Um. Oh, yeah, because you basically started doing this, um, I I think, January 2020 is one of the first posts I think I've seen on the actual page. So, I was wondering, obviously, um, I'm sure you were getting, because you started in January, and really from January to about mid-March, everything was, you know, quote-unquote normal. Um, I'm assuming you were probably getting orders at that time. uh, When everything, you know, shit hit the fan, and, and, you know, we basically had to close the whole world off. Did you lose a bunch of business, or did you have to cancel a bunch of orders? Were people... Like saying, you know, let's I'm gonna have to wait until this clears up or how how'd that how'd that go for you?
2: Well, I was very fortunate. Um I did have orders during that time. Like you said, everything was normal. Um and then everything happened. No one canceled on me. It did get very strange there for a while just because going to um uh, Menard's and Home Depot and Lowe's everything was getting cleared out lumber-wise. It was starting to get very, very slim pickings and hard to find anything. And then the prices were shooting up through the roof, which they are again now. But I kind of accommodate that to everyone getting the stimulus and their tax return probably around the same time. And it's starting to be build season.
0: That makes sense. Plus, I mean, last year, everyone, well, not everyone, but a good majority of people were staying at home, I think a lot of people started taking up gardening and probably a lot of people were like, shit, there's about 20 different things I can get done in my house. Uh, You know, I'm not going to really be able to call too many people right now and have them come over uh, or just didn't want to have other people come over during this shit. So maybe they just tried to to do a lot of uh, do-it-yourself projects and whatnot. But I mean, that's good. I'm glad you, uh, you know, you're able to kind of get your foot in the door, get these orders in and out and kind of make a little bit of a name get you know get a little buzz going hopefully uh this show will help a little bit more too um that's that's one thing we always try to do is, is bring friends on and then plug out all, all that good stuff
1: yeah and i was uh i was going to ask here now Nick did the pandemic and uh this slowdown of the possible slowdown of orders where it maybe made you think open up a YouTube channel with uh snyder's woodworking Of doing uh, not just projects for the YouTube, but videotaping your projects that you're doing for customers and like kind of doing tutorials. Because I, for one, um, love doing projects around the house as well as a new homeowner. I want to do these like do-it-yourselves. And uh, I have a lot of projects in mind. Fence building, like Bobby was uh, mentioning earlier about the deck. I would like to kind of not destroy the deck, but kind of there's like weathering and conditioning and all that kind of stuff I'd like to do to it so something like that I'd love to like watch maybe you do some projects and pick up some skills and trades and techniques and stuff like that from you or people alike.
2: I have thought about that Um, I follow a lot of woodworkers on Instagram and they're always you know filming themselves out in the shop doing stuff and everything but I'm not the most computer savvy person (laughs) right I mean, I can, I can build stuff, but if it, when it comes to computers and stuff, I'm like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> it's not wood. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I understand.
1: I understand because um, I'm the same way, I guess, maybe the opposite. Like, I'm no wizard by any means um, with technology or anything like that. But um, I would say, obviously, doing the podcast and repetition and doing it over 100 times and such, uh, it, I've got accustomed to doing like the post-production techniques and uploading, downloading, all that stuff. When, I, when it comes to like the projects that I have manifested in my mind, it's a completely different story because it's, I, I want to do these things, but I like everything. I just go right to YouTube and figure out how to fucking do it because yeah, I look at it, man. It's just like a foreign language.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I can work a power tool, but when it comes to s- downloading something on a computer, <laughs> just my mind goes blank.
0: <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that for sure. And I, I, I know how to do all that stuff on the computer, and and um, you know, I can do a few things. But I mean, when it comes to, like anything with cars, or yeah, really fixing anything on the house, man, I, I am fucking worthless. That's <laughs> yeah. um you know a little embarrassing being a thirty-two year old man. But uh it is what it is. Fortunately, like Dylan said, some of that Does stuff you, less know, you YouTube or um, you know, you got friends that you can call. And they'll come take care of it for you. But does it make you less manly? I mean, I'm sure some people would say yes. But what's manly anymore? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it, what what that is anymore. It, everything's everything's not what it was.
1: What is now?
0: Um, I just got to reply to the uh, the poll. But while I'm thinking about it, Nick, uh, you heard what we were talking about earlier. Um, when you get a, you buy go to the store and buy yourself some chips. And you open it up you see it's half full and it's half full of chips, half full of air. Are you, are you pro fucking half full cuz you want to be able to close it after the first, you know, time you snack on them or would you be on the side of of wanting to have a full bag of chips?
2: I would say I would want a full bag of chips, but I think possibly the reason there's so much air in there and this might blow up your whole pole. Um <laughs> uh, is it for transportation and protection? Is that air acting as a cushion so that not so many chips get smashed?
1: That's a good That's a good argument, too, for me. I didn't even think about
0: that's, that. That's basically because our boy Tommy Wright, two-time guest, um, kind of said that exact thing. He said uh, um, he would want it half full, but pure, purely for shipping purposes. He said, do you want a half bag of full chips or do you want a full bag of broken chips and crumbs? So, I mean, that that's actually a third option because it doesn't really go with what you or I really say as far as um, our argument points.
1: That's interesting because I didn't see it that way, but two people did simultaneously. And, uh, you know, I wonder if there's anyone out there that thought about the fact that it's half filled for closing purposes.
0: I mean, just like anything else, there's going to be 30 different scenarios that you can run through. That's true. But I feel like it's strictly for like And that's the thing. You have, to, you have to be so specific, but you can't fit it all in the pool. So if you buy a fucking bag of chips that's only going to sit at your house and only at your house and you're not going to ship it, it's going to sit on top of your fridge, comma. <laughs> would you want to have full or full? But unfortunately, you can't, <laughs> you can't fit all that. But that makes sense, though. I, I would, in that instance, sure. Unless I was able to just like. I don't even know put put that f- full bag of chips i just i don't know I'd put it up in the front seat with me or something i'd I'd figure it goes you know what i'm saying absolutely um but uh what if what's what's back to back to the business side of things um what's been some of your favorite uh you know project that you've done or or maybe Maybe some of your prouder moments of uh, since since you've uh, opened up shop here with with Snyder Woodworking.
2: Well, um, I guess I could just say the continued support and getting orders um, ever since I have like I guess you say officially launched this back in January of last year. It's just rolled from one order to another to another. There's really not been any downtime in between with uh, no orders coming in. So I've been very thankful to have that happen. It's awesome.
0: You gotta love that, man. That, and that's great. I mean, that's that's how you want to look at it, um, you know, especially being somebody, you know, you're not somebody that has like a, you know, a name, like you're not famous or some kind of fucking YouTube, you know, sensation or something. So for you to come out, uh, be a local guy um, and kind of um, basically just strictly leaning on word of mouth alone and you're able to uh, stay busy and, and kind of be able to, to build this thing up. Uh, You love to hear that, man. So that's awesome. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And like you said, the whole word of mouth, I really don't do any advertising. I just have my Facebook page and Instagram, but I don't do too much on the Instagram, mainly just the Facebook one. So I guess when I do take this full time, the one thing I'm really kind of uh, hoping happens is once I do start to advertise, let's see how far we can take it then and how big we can blow it up.
0: Yeah. And, um, I'm glad you said that too. Cause another guy that I had forgot to mention earlier, uh, one of our guests before, uh, Frankie, so shout out, um, he runs his own, um, car detailing place, uh, I think out in, as uh, a Sylvania, I can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize, but, uh, he basically said the same thing. Like, yo, I don't pay for any kind of advertising. It's all word of mouth and, and social media and stuff. And, um, You know, people are are driving uh, business over to him, and and that's pretty awesome. And I think he kind of basically kind of said the same thing as once maybe you do start putting some money into that side of things, um, you know, you're going to be blasting off to the moon.
2: Hopefully. That's the plan. (laughs) What are – what's one of the craziest things you've built? uh, Let's see here.
0: Any any wooden sex dungeon yet or no? Not yet.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, no requests for those yet. Okay. I think I got a guy for you.
0: There you go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, probably, dude. Just going to have to watch some splinters.
2: Yeah. Uh, I had a, a buddy that came to me with a drawing. And honestly, this is what I love, too, about this. Um, they'll have their own vision of what they want. So it was a cabinet to hold his record player on. And it don't seem like it was anything too tricky but the very bottom he wanted it to be open and have like a milk crate look with the slats running across and i was like man i got you <laughs> and built it and he was just blown away that what he drew down and envisioned i was able to create
1: what a like feeling that is too like and you're able to give that and provide that feeling to uh, your customers that feeling of just they drew something, they manifested something in their brain, and then you make it come to life. It's one thing, you know, play of like Sims and shit and you're creating your house and building your own house. It's it's still a simulation. Um, yes, there's a sense of pride because you did it, but you're actually putting hands, sweat, tears, blood, splinters, whatever the case is, into these projects and then you're making it their dr- dreams, uh, maybe an overstatement. But sometimes in cases I'm sure it is dreams. Have you brought anyone to tears before of just how beautiful the work has been?
2: Uh there has been a couple I can't think off the top of my head what project it was but just the I guess you could say the beauty and just the detail it's uh it's amazing what kind of detail you can throw in with a, just a basic router, you know. <laughs> and like run <laughs> run it the whole way or stop here, a little reveal, just all kinds of little different things you can do, mm-hmm. tips and tricks to really make something stand out and not be your basic box store, you know, item.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And then I guess I would follow that up with, have you had to do any projects for someone that maybe for like a sentimental reason, uh, like a past person, um, anything like that where maybe added extra pressure to that project to get it just right.
2: Not for, um, anyone passing this past Christmas, I did have someone approach me to build, um, just a little wooden keepsake box for Christmas ornaments they had bought for their daughter. Uh, every year they were alive. I think the person was maybe 20 now and a nurse or something like that. But so they had a special Christmas ornament from every year and she wanted a, a good box to protect them. Nice. So that was probably the most sentimental project I've probably done so far.
0: That's what's up, man. I like that. That's, that's cool that, uh, you can not only obviously throw a few bucks, you know, um, into the pocket or into the business itself, but also you know really make someone's holiday or, or year um, with, with stuff like that. Like I said, uh, the guys that we've heard from rave, man, rave about what you did, and uh, that's why I'm, I'm you're going to be the first guy I talk to um, when it's time for me to, to start getting some of that shit done. So, and um, it was great. It, I'm glad. You're able to come on and kind of plug that a little bit. Make sure, you know, you said you got the Facebook and the Instagram. I know the Facebook's where you do most of your stuff, but why don't you plug the socials real quick. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we got a couple more things for you got out of here.
2: Okay, man. Sounds good. So, yeah, you can definitely follow me on Snyder Woodworking on Facebook and message me whenever.
0: There it is. And I'm assuming um, Instagram's under the same name?
2: Yes. It uh, should just be Snyder Woodworking.
0: Okay. And I would just say, I know you don't get on there too much, but it um, probably would be a good idea to maybe start snapping some of the finished products that you do for people and just throw them up on the IG. I know people would really like to see that. And then that also will give them an idea of uh, just some of the shit that you do and, and the quality and all that. That's just me. You know, if if uh, you want to just throw it all on the Facebook, that's obviously, you know, just as good.
2: I definitely think it'd be a more uh, broader audience on the Instagram.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100% um but yeah man before uh you know we asked some of the big questions one of the things that you had brought up in pre-production which i'm glad you did was uh you know bi- huge, huge announcement uh obviously if you're uh even halfway in the wrestling world um today uh i think around the middle of the day middle of the afternoon um there's a big announcement that stone cold steve austin does this uh it's like kind of like half podcast half like show that he does on the wwe network Um, called uh, Broken Skull Sessions, where he'll have, um, up until this point, strictly WWE wrestlers, um, from past, present, and they'll go on there and just talk about, uh, you know, their career up to that point or, you know, their entire career, um, and all that good stuff and just bullshit and talk. And it's really entertaining. I mean, he's had The Undertaker on there, Kane, he just had Randy Orton, Bailey, Sasha Banks, um, I think uh, who else has he had on there? Um, Kurt Angle, and um, it's it's really a lot of fun, very entertaining every time he does it. I mean, Stone Cold's a man; I'll watch him, you know, talk about or do pretty much anything. And uh, today, he made the announcement that Chris Jericho is going to be on. Which Chris Jericho, most people are going to remember him from the Attitude Era, um, from the late uh, um, '90s, you know, WWE, WWF at the time. And um, um, if you haven't watched wrestling in the last. You know, five years, you won't know that Chris Jericho actually left the WWE and joined a whole other um, organization, an up-and-coming one called All Elite Wrestling. Um, they're out of Florida. They just started uh, like 2018 and basically have been going head-to-head with WWE. And he is going to be on Broken Skull Sessions, which is pretty fucking wild because Vince McMahon has never ever been a guy that's been in any kind of cross promotion or bringing another guy you know, to uh to kind of mix in with, with uh you know people of his with his product. So the fact that he's got Chris Jericho coming on after he left him not, you know, two, three years ago to join this whole other company uh as his competition uh, on the show is, is absolutely mind blowing. And uh, I'm assuming Nick you had the same kind of response as just about anybody that's seen that today, man. It's pretty pretty crazy shit.
2: Yeah, that's wild. Uh they're definitely busting down that forbidden door and crossing over. But Jericho, man, guy just keeps reinventing himself over and over. What a talent!
0: Hundred percent, Dylan. I mean, um, you know, you're kind of one of those people that fall in the in that uh, area of not really, um, not really being in the wrestling world. You'll, you'll dip your toes every once in a while, but uh, you know, what do you think, man? Kind of a rival yeah, company, fit.
1: right? I'm not like looking at it from the the lens of. The impact it is from leaving one company and kind of going to the enemy, if you will, and um, kind of feeling betrayed in that sense and knowing the backstory about it. Because like you said, I'm not really into that, uh, the wrestling um, as much. But looking at it through the lens of possibly how McMahon is looking at it. How does he lose in that kind of situation with Chris Jericho uh, being on his product? Uh, because, you know, he still has his following that's going to be eyes glued on his network. So um, with anything, if anything, it's it's helping um, Vince McMahon on a business side.
0: Yeah, I mean, they um, Sports Illustrated ran an article after the announcement um, with like a little interview with Stone Cold, just asking him like how the hell it even happened. And he just said that Chris Jericho reached out when he had, I think the undertaker on was just like, dude, that was a great show. And stone cold was just kind of like, Hey man, you should try to come on the show. Mm -hmm. And Jericho was all about it. So he he just texted Vince, like, Hey, you know, Jericho wants to come on. I think it'd be an awesome idea. What I mean? What do you think? And he said all, all, (laughs) it's just like, you know, sounds good to me. And stone cold (laughs) was like, well, it, it just, I, I know how Vince is as far as, you know, having, people from another company come in to do anything. So he texts him pretty much the same thing twice. And he's like, Vince texted me back the thumbs up. So they made it happen, man. It's fucking nuts, dude. It's really nuts. Um, I, I I mean, it's got a benefit. I mean, it's going to benefit because some people are going to tune in on that just because it's, it's the blending of, of two worlds, even though those two guys came from, you know, the same era. So win win. um, it's going to be it's and it's going to be taking place uh, right after WrestleMania, um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be talked about uh, at least all over my timeline on Twitter and shit. And I'm I'm gonna be looking forward to to watching it. And I want to see if Stone Cold brings up anything about AEW. That's when my mind will really be blown. If if the letters AEW or All Elite Wrestling is mentioned, then it's gonna be like holy fucking shit. So we'll see. And it'll be interesting to see. What, um, Jericho and that other company get out of it? Is Stone Cold going to pop up on their show down the line? Did they come to some kind of agreement on that? Where, because I mean, I think he's got like a legend contract with with them. He's not like a full time performer or anything. So maybe he does jump over for an episode and does some crazy shit. Who knows? Or the but, company um, just fucking joins
1: together, joins forces, makes one. It just becomes a WWE. Just another part. I
0: don't. I don't think that'll happen because those guys um they made that whole company just to be different from what's going on because basically up until they joined for the most part um you know WWE's the only show in town so they're like we want to make our own shit so that there's an alternative so people that are getting tired of wwe and just kind of the same shit that they they might be doing they can go tune in and see some other stuff so yeah correct me if i don't I'm wrong. see that happening but what's that Sorry to cut
1: you off. I was just saying, like, I correct me if I'm wrong, is AEW like more of like graphic, more raw content?
0: It can be. I mean, they definitely had um, a pretty crazy, you know, bloody uh, match between these two ladies a couple weeks ago. Um, they're on Wednesday nights on TNT primetime. So um, TNT might be a little more open, you know, to uh, like the TV 14 rating audience where WWE is strictly, you know, PG now. So, um, <laughs> A it's not like an every week thing, I don't think, but they're not scared to you know bust it out on a pay per view or whatnot because obviously that kind of stuff adds to a match, you know. One hundred percent. We just yeah we talked about it with Sam. I mean you you're talking about some of your favorite stuff um, that that kept you uh, you know really engaged was when you know you'd see people getting fucking bloodied up and having hardcore matches and shit, which a lot of people like watching that so. Makes yeah, sense. I mean, if
1: they're finding more success with uh, targeting more of like the younger crowd and uh, and such, I mean, they're going to have to deal with the reality of those same people growing out of it eventually, but they're just going to keep attacking um, that next generation that keeps coming up. So, I mean, if they want to keep that way, that's fine. I mean, that's where they're targeting. But to start off, I mean, ev- everything, you can just say everything was better in the 90s, I guess, but um, there's just a lot of things that were not looked at that they're looked at very heavily today
0: everything was better than i except woodworking d uh woodworking got it got it's, got its uh, big time uh upgraded in in 2020 you know and beyond
2: the tools are coming out with now it's crazy man <laughs> it even blows my dad away sometimes the things i show him that they're coming out now with
1: do you ever go to like home depot or lowe's actually let me ask you this first are you a home depot guy or a lowe's guy Home Depot. Home Depot. Okay. Okay. Um, now with that, do you ever go to Home Depot, buy tools, and then use it for like a project or two and then return them? <laughs>
2: no, I've never done that. I know a guy. <laughs> if you're listening,
0: you know it's true. Wow. wow. <laughs> Why are you trying to throw people on the bus?
1: I didn't say anything.
0: just get stitches, dude. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, yes. it is a great idea though. <laughs> I'm sure it happens quite a bit.
1: Fuck. It's smart as hell. I'm not knocking it. I want to definitely try it, especially with these projects I have in mind, weather getting nice.
0: Well, I got uh, I got two more things, one being the main, the main closeout of each episode with guests. Nick, I told you about it in the pre-production, and uh, now we're asking, baby. So here it is. It is. Knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self?
2: One thing I would tell my 18-year-old self, um, I don't know if it would quite be 18-year-old, maybe down towards 16, getting into high school and all those business classes that we had available to us. And I was like, yeah, to hell with that. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> maybe now I should have maybe pursued those routes, those classes. I'd probably be a little bit ahead of, uh, ahead of the game than what I am now.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did the same shit. Cause uh, I remember my senior, year, I took a bunch of classes that uh, really didn't mean shit. I just wanted the easiest fucking seven periods that I could get. I think I had two, two basically um, home. I think I had like home ec, and then some like lifestyles fucking um, class. Basically, I just took them because you got to cook and eat food and shit in both those classes. And I just, yeah, I wish uh, some of that stuff. Like, um, what was the other one? Basically, the one where you kind of. look would learn um a lot of like life skills and shit but yeah i think we all uh if we go back in time change some of that shit yes but, uh, i like that i can dig it
1: speaking of easy classes dude i took not just acting one but i took acting two that was that was a probably gonna play classes.
0: what's that were, were you in some kind of rossford pro- high school production that i don't know no, about?
1: i wasn't in drama i was in drama club um I, I, there was this class, it was an elective, and I, it was uh, with Miss Hodge, and she was probably one of the most strictest English teachers, but one of the most relaxing and most polar opposite uh, coolest teachers when she was the acting teacher, which was awesome to see because I had her for both. Um, either way, for acting, we just basically uh, – have you ever seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway?,
0: Yes. You guys impro- improvise.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that we did a plenty of exercises from that show alone. Um, we watched scenes from movies. We analyzed like facial expressions, um, how to fall without hurting yourself, all that kind of like
0: pull a, a Michael Scott and just shoot everyone every time. Or
1: <laughs> I wish I was into the office at that point because I would have done that just for <laughs> shits and giggles. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. But it was exactly like that. It was like kind of like improvising. And our finals were for the basically just memorizing a monologue. I think like, like up to like five minutes, you just memorize anything you'd like. Um, I did a couple family guy scenes that you just had to memorize on a stage and it was fun stuff. Good times. Okay. But sorry to interject. Yeah. Go, um, go ahead with your No, you're
0: good. You're good. I just the last thing I was going to get, Nick, right from your mouth, very important question. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Give us your top three dipping sauces.
2: <laughs> you know, I was listening to your guys' intro. I kept bouncing around like, man, what topic is it going to be? I I bet it's not like what's your favorite three favorite power tools you have. It's probably going to be something completely off the wall. Uh, are we talking brands or just like
0: just actual you just type yeah, type give me your top three, it doesn't have to be in any specific order. Give me the top three that uh you know you're getting at whatever restaurants.
2: Uh really like barbecue sauce. I put that shit on like everything. Um uh, okay. honey okay. mustard.
0: Okay. Solid.
2: And what's that sauce at Red Robins? I think it's the onion ring sauce. It's kind of like an orange look.
0: I know you're ta- I don't know the name, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about though. Absolutely.
2: I think it's just like mayonnaise mixed with barbecue sauce. That one, that bangs. That sounds
0: all right. Um, I got one. Well, since you said barbecue sauce, I'm, we might as well ask what what is your brand of choice for barbecue sauce?
2: good question. Sweet baby rays. There you go. Okay.
0: Okay. That's that's kind of. I feel like that's uh, what a lot of people would say. Um, I kind of I kind of move around a little bit because, like I said, I'm always seeing sauces I want to try and shit. But awesome, dude. I just I I wanted to pop up, see what you had to say. Um, good answers, man. I like, I like me some honey mustard as well. But Nick, man, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Uh, it's been great to be able to plug the business, kind of learn, uh, you know, how you got your start and, and some of the stuff you do. Like I said, me and Dylan will probably be giving you a call. Uh, you know, maybe in, the, in late spring, maybe early summer to, to get some stuff done for us. I can't wait to uh, be able to work with you on that. Um, like I said, it's, it's Snyder Woodworking on Facebook. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was a lot of fun.
2: Thank you guys for having me, and yeah, whatever projects you got,
0: let's go. There it is, and uh, your boy, your boy is tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I'm getting the motherfucking vaccine, shot one and two. Let's see what happens. Maybe next week, I'll have a third arm, or maybe I join the ranks of fucking Lex steel Peter North, and I got a fucking 10 inch dick. Let's see what's going on there. That'd be a fucking 8 inch, fucking, uh, you know, improvement no I'm just kidding it actually be about a 9.5 inch improvement so fingers crossed on that but at the very least hopefully um, you know this vaccination is the real deal and uh, that's going to help me be able to get closer to uh, normalcy let's see we'll see what happens but uh, that's what's going on tomorrow but Dylan 104's in the books baby we're rolling in the 100's baby we're, we're rolling right through these we're going to be at fucking 6,000 in no time you know what I'm saying
1: every fucking word, Bobby. Let's go. TSP locomotive. fucking Full speed ahead on TSP4, baby. Let's go. Nick, I know you work with wood and I completely forgot to even ask you what your favorite type of wood is because the DILF's favorite type of wood is morning wood. Let's go, baby. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Nick, for giving us some of your time. I hope you all enjoyed out there, TSP listeners, from myself, Bobby, and Nick Snyder. Be sure to check out Snyder Woodworking. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't done one of these for a while. It's actually my first time doing this.